Hi, it's Stephanie Barkley from the Farm Safety Foundation here, and you're listening to the Becca and Lizzie podcast. This week is Farm Safety Week, and our theme this year is Farm Safety Starts With You, because, well, it does. Hi everyone, Becca and Lizzie here. We're back for another special episode. We've got a bit of a theme to today, and that's because it's the last day of Farm Safety Week. Now, this is a campaign run by um, Yellow Wellies or the Farm Safety Foundation, whichever name you know the organisation as. Lizzie, why is it important that we are dedicating an episode to this topic? Well, as you heard from Steph Berkeley, this year's theme is Farm Safety Starts With Me. And they're adopting this idea for this year's campaign because, well, it does. So this year's HSC fatal injuries report shows that 21 farm workers and six members of the public lost their lives on Great British Farms in 22-23. So why are we just ploughing on? Why are we not having these conversations? That is exactly what Farm Safety Week is all about. I think one thing for me though, Lizzie, is that I think these conversations are happening in some places. They really are. And I think farms which are, can we say, on it with health and safety are really on it. And why aren't we, as you say, why aren't we dragging everyone else along with us um, and upping our game on every single farm, every single agricultural business across Great Britain? Well, the fantastic thing about the Farm Safety Foundation is that they have so many ambassadors that they can call upon throughout the year, throughout their campaigns, to really highlight what goes on on farm. And one of those main ambassadors is Maria Warren. She is a fantastic ambassador for the industry. She's got a huge social media following. And as a result, we've got her on the podcast to chat all things Farm Safety Week. Absolutely. What a fantastic ambassador and a great guest for us to be speaking to today. Well, thank you so much for joining us, Maria. I, well, we both know how busy you are. You have a new baby. You've just got married. First and foremost, congrats. How is it all going? Thank you very much. Um, it's going absolutely swimmingly. Um, now on to the planning of the honeymoon. Um, still got both of the, or all three of the farms on the go now. Um, so it's all a bit of a juggling act, but absolutely loving it. Oh, I think people will, people listening will resonate when you say juggling act, because I think farming is that at the best of times. But when you add in a baby, a wedding to plan, a honeymoon to plan, um, it's crazy, isn't it, to think that you're doing all the things you'd usually do, plus a million things on top of that as well. So, um, but yeah, it sounds amazing. Yeah, it definitely has been. I mean, like you were saying, a juggling act. The other, uh, When it was um, the day before the wedding, we were all out there looking for a calf and cow that went missing. We were like, come on, we need to get into that marquee. We need to get everything set up. <laughs> it's typical. Farming likes to throw things in the way sometimes, doesn't it? There's no point making other plans, but a wedding can't really uh, stop for things like that sometimes, can it? No, definitely not. No, 100%. I love farming because you just... You don't know what's coming next. And I like all the little hiccups in the road. Absolutely. Um, but Maria, let's move on. Um, it's lovely to hear about how you're getting on, but move on to why we're here today, why we're recording this episode. And 
as hopefully our listeners will know, today is the last day of Farm Safety Week, an initiative which was set up by the Farm Safety Foundation, or you might know them as Yellow Wellies. Now, the aim of this initiative is to improve education around health and safety in agriculture. And quite, well, I'd say worrying statistics um, that farming accounts for 1% of the working population, but 18% of all workplace deaths. Now, that's from 2021 to 22. So um, new figures obviously will be published, you know, in the in the coming months and years. But Maria, as a farmer, do these numbers surprise you? Completely. Every year when they come out, like, yes, they're better than 2018, um, but they're still not as great as what they were. I mean, farm workers' deaths, there was 22 of them um, within 2021 and 2022. Um, and that's according to the HSE Fatal Industries in Agriculture, Forestry and Fishing um, in Great Britain. Um, so it really does. I just can't resonate it myself of how substantial that number really is i com- i completely agree and i think it's it's really i guess devastating to see the impact that often preventable um accidents um you know happen on farm and i know that sometimes the word the word accident there's a bit of bit of talk about around using that word isn't there because an accident makes it sound like there was nothing that could be done but actually often there are measures we can put in place yeah definitely and I mean every single death that we hear about or accident we hear about I feel like it really hits the agricultural community incredibly hard because at the end of the day we are all one we all understand what each other are doing we're hours alone in the tractors um we're out in all weathers, we're all fending for ourselves, we're all running our own businesses. And to hear that we've lost one of our own really, really does um, upset a lot of us. I think as someone from a non-farming background, it was staggering to me to actually hear these stats and to learn more about on-farm safety because I guess from a public point of view, you'd often think of, you know... Uh, the police force, for instance, firefighters, these kind of um, roles which you associate maybe with um, safety. And actually, farming doesn't necessarily come to the forefront unless you're in it. And I think it's so important for people within the industry, but also outside of the industry, to engage in these conversations, to understand the challenges and, um, and yeah, make sure that we are doing the best possible safety measures on farm yeah definitely and i mean in agriculture you're doing so many different jobs like you're an engineer you're a farmer you're an agronomist like you're all of the above and more and more beyond and with that you have to take risk assessments before you do every single job in your head like what's going to happen and you're going to be rushing against the clock anyway whether that's because of weather need to get onto the next job starving so you need to get in for tea whatever it may be you're going to be rushing Um, whether we like it or not Um, so I guess it makes it really hard to do all those risk assessments and you're gonna miss something every time Um, so just to keep doing that really does help Mm. but at the end of the day when an accident does happen I mean there are measures in place we could do to prevent it but if we're tired and not thinking straight we've just done like four other jobs within that day it does make it incredibly difficult to get that all done. So was there something Maria that triggered your involvement with the farm safety foundation how did it all come about and and what was your reasoning for doing that 
Um, so, yeah, there was a few things that triggered my interest within the subject. Um, during lockdown was actually when I showed my interest um, with it. I mean, I had time to sit down, resonate with what had happened in my past and everything else. So I was actually in an accident in 2018. Um, I wasn't the driver. One of my lovely friends were. And um, we went 17 or 40 mile per hour zone, flipped over a hedge three times. And it was a, a quite a large hedge at that. Um, I actually managed to be the only one that came out with some injuries with that and to this day like basically every second I'm in pain because of my back um, and that's something that has really sort of triggered bad mental health for me. Um, I was going into extra Chiefs rugby that year, um, I was doing really well for myself, I didn't dream of anything else but farming and doing rugby and I was willing to make a good old go of it um, and with that I got told by the doctors that I couldn't play rugby anymore and I completely understood what they meant because I couldn't even get out of bed without being in pain. Um, so having that as sort of uh, sit down and slow down was, I was not about that. I'm not the sort that likes to sit down and watch everyone else do things. So I did really struggle during that point. Um, so with safety, that really sparked my interest in that because I was also seeing reports on farms of everybody getting injured and hurt. And I thought, well, my accident was preventable, so were all of the others. Um, but it's just in that moment, isn't it? And then with the mental health side of things, during lockdown, I really sadly lost quite a few um, beloved friends of mine due to poor mental health. And yeah, that did really, really affect me. I was sort of isolated to my own house. I wasn't able to see my other friends that at the same time were going through the same thing. And I feel like when you are grieving, everyone takes it differently, but I'm the sort that likes to be around others that feel the same way as me. So I feel understood. And I guess that really sparked my interest in the mental health side of things. I thought I'm going to take this and I'm going to do something good with it rather than pondering my feelings of grief. But everyone deals with that in such a different way. Absolutely. I think it's really, well, I guess, actually inspiring to hear you talk so honestly about the things which have happened in your life. But sometimes these are obviously very negative things which push you to hopefully, you know, make changes in your own life for good, but also encourage other people to make those those positive changes as well. And I guess the Farm Safety Foundation, I mean, they work tirelessly to try and help people make these positive changes in in their personal life when it comes to mental health and and also their work life when it comes to health and safety as well um but ultimately the farm safety record isn't where we want it to be are there any areas which kind of jump out to you that that could that we could be improving on oh the list for me is absolutely endless i am um, do my dad's head in if i'm honest <laughs> um <laughs> I mean, on our farm, we're very high with our health and safety standards, um, always have been. Um, I like us to go above and beyond, and my dad agrees also. Um, but you see farmers going around with no straps on their bale trailers, PTO shafts, they're not covered. Um, there's so many things, I don't even know where to start. I think taking a step back in the morning and just thinking, how can I improve this would make everything an awful lot better. Um, but at the, I mean, another way I feel like it could be improved and that jumps out to me and I'll always come back to it is the mental health side of things. And as much as it doesn't sound like a safety feature, um, Yellow Wellies actually did a study and 90% of young farmers within the United Kingdom 
I believe there is a direct link to mental health and our safety. So I think that just shows that once we get a sort of more, a better understanding on mental health and people realise that it's not something to be ashamed of. And actually it's something to be really proud of that you're out there, you're telling people about it and you're being really strong with it, that it, it really isn't something to be afraid of. And hopefully with that, we'll see a higher increase in our safety figures. Mm. So we know that there's some businesses where there are fewer formal health and safety measures put in place, you know, because maybe uh, they have a small number of employees or it might just be a family business. What can our listeners do to help positive change if they find themselves in this situation? I guess both as an employer, but also as an employee. Um, One of the things I'd quite like to see people doing is having a mobile phone on them. And I don't mean that like, taking a snapchat in the tractor or having out to call a friend i mean like if those things happen to you you have a backup plan get what three words onto your phone they'll be there immediately if you need help and just a call can really help the outcome of something um i know we had some we had a operation here i won't say too much about it um back along and the people that needed help called what three words and with that we they knew exactly where they were we were able to get them, them there with the quad bikes and it really did work out well and thankfully the people were, were perfectly fine afterwards because of what three words and because of them having a phone on them um so i feel like that alone would if something were to happen it would create a better outcome i know it's not a preventative but it's there as a measure i completely agree that there's so many things out there technology wise that we can utilize particularly um when it comes to loan working which obviously is a lot of the time on the farm um but you did mention pto guards very briefly earlier maria and i saw and i I assume you've maybe seen it too that circulating on social media um was the figure of 800 pounds for a pto guard now for those listeners who don't know what a PTO guard is, it's basically a bit of a plas- a bit of a plastic kind of tube. It covers a moving um, part on farm machinery. Unfortunately, lots of accidents on farm are involving maybe a faulty PTO guard, a missing PTO guard. Um, and put simply, if farmers earned more money, would they be able to afford to invest more in health and safety? I did see that post and I personally look at it from a very different point of view. However, I do appreciate everybody else's opinions on it very much so. And I understand that it is a lot of money. However, you should be buying implements that already have that there. And to buy one of the same standard would cost the same amount as one with a PTO guard. At the end of the day, a farmer doesn't see a PTO guard and think, oh, that will add on a few hundred to it. Like it's just mm. part of the machine. You value the machine at what the actual implement does rather than the PTO guard, if that makes sense. Mm. I mean, I've bought many machinery in the past and implements and not once have I thought, oh, that PTO guard adds a bit adds a bit of value to that. Um, and so I guess, I, I mean, it's quite a, a different way of looking at it, but that's my personal opinion on it. And at the end of the day, I think I think like that because... I value someone's life much higher than the cost of a PTO guard. 
um, because I feel like that should be the first first response is, are we going to be safe doing this? Because at the end of the day, I am worth more than my farm. Yeah, I think it's a it's a really interesting point. And I mean, we always have a spare PTO guard in our workshop. Yes, just in yeah. case job because the problem is we talk about the time pressures, weather pressures. If you want to be bailing and your PTO guard gets damaged or whatever, a lot of people, unfortunately, feel so pushed for time that they'll continue with that damaged PTO guard. Whereas having one in stock, I mean, that's a tiny little tip but always have one in stock, then you don't need to carry on a job. Yeah, definitely. And if you if you don't have one in stock, I've not come across many farmers that don't have a neighbour next to them. Mm. Like, ask your neighbour, ask to borrow theirs. If they won't let you take it off the machine, ask to borrow their machinery. Like, we're all there to look after each other at the end of the day. We're all in the same boat. I think they're really interesting points and something to think about, definitely. Do you think then... Maria, do you think farm supply companies have a role to play in making things like PTO guards affordable? Do you think that's something that they should be doing? Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, I know I have the point of view that you shouldn't use a machine without a PTO guard, but at the same time, they they should be cheaper. They really should be because it's your life. I also think that insurance companies need to up their game big time. I'm, I mean why are they not supplying safety gear with each insurance they take out not only would it benefit them because they're not going to lose a customer like say if if they supply pto guards with a machine that you didn't have one already they would lose a customer if something were to happen to that customer if that makes sense whereas if they didn't like if they had the pto guard on there they would have a lifelong customer there and keep bringing them money and they would also have like the family would still have their member there and their friends would still have their friend going to the pub and everything else um mm -hmm. does that make sense the way i'm saying that yeah absolutely um i guess when it comes to farm safety and, and people working on farms do you think there's an element of it won't happen to me kind of i'm invincible which makes people put farm health and safety at the back of their mind I mean, I I can definitely see people having that point of view. I personally, I'm since my accident, I'm such a freak when it comes to health and safety. Like I am so fixated on it. Like if I'm seeing someone like on a machine that I'm not liking, I will literally get them straight off. Like I'm not having it. <laughs> um, but I guess that comes because I have been in that situation of it won't happen to me because of that, if that makes sense. Um, mm -hmm. So I guess because I was in that situation, I don't think like that anymore. And I can definitely see yeah. so many people thinking like that. And yeah, it's completely understandable. It's a lovely way to live because you're obviously wild and free during the time, but your life can be taken from you so easily. And if not your life, like the the way you're functioning, everything else. Uh, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. And it's kind of a, it won't happen to me until it does happen to me and it's too late. And we, I guess you're an example of the mindset where the mindset changes, but we need to change that mindset before it even gets ingrained, I guess. Definitely. I completely and utterly agree with that. And to see that would be absolutely spectacular. So we've talked there about farmers and what farming the farming community, I can't get my words out today, can I? <laughs> what the farming community can do on farm. But what about the public? What can the public do if they're in the countryside or walking through a farmyard on a uh, on a public footpath, for example? 
Um, there is quite a lot they could do, actually. Um, there is a lot of, I know we have signs over the farm where the public footpaths are advising people that they have to keep their dogs on leads because if your dog was to go off, whether it's lambing season, calving season, whatever it may be, whether it's literally just the ball's gone into the field or it's just a group of heifers or younger stock, like they can either start playing with you, get protective or inquisitive and they are big animals. Like they're not gonna hold back because they think, oh, they can't sort of handle me playing with them or whatever. Um, the bull is gonna lift you off the ground or anything like that if they see a dog coming near them and you're chasing behind. If you are in the situation, however, where your dog is off a lead and I'm gonna presume that has happened by accident, let's just put that over there. Um, and you're in a field, let's say with cows and calves and the cow is going for your dog, don't just leave them. Like you are much more important than that situation going on over there. I understand it is your beloved best friend and I completely feel the same about my dogs, but I would not get in the way of a half ton animal and a dog. Like the dog can run faster than that cow or bull or whatever it may be and can also defend themselves. Whereas we are gonna be worrying about our pet and not ourselves. So if that does happen, just leave it, go to the farmer. They will be able to help in some way possible. Um, yes, they may be angry, but it's much better than losing yourself or getting injured. Um, like I mentioned, dogs on leads, such a great idea. Um, follow the signs around the farms if they have any, if not, please just, do what you think is sensible. Walk through that farm where you're meant to. Don't go into other areas of the place. We Farmers keep their public footpaths very um, safe, keep the hedges cut back, and we do everything we can to keep you on that path. Because one, we don't want you where you're not meant to be. We are a business at the end of the day. You wouldn't find us going into your office and just walking through it in the place that we shouldn't be. And also we haven't prepared perhaps the correct measures for public to be in that area. Um, there might be slurry pits you don't know about. Um, if you go into a slurry pit, the gases can really cause some harm to you, if not fatality, um, and you will get completely and utterly stuck. Um, animals, they can easily get out. Please shut gates behind you. Um, that's another really important one. Um, if you don't shut gates, we could have potentially dangerous animals within a public area. We could have them all mixed in together when we don't want them to be. Um, and there's so many different things that can happen with a left open gate. We've had that many a times through ours. Um, yeah, just, just use your brain. Just go out there, have a lovely walk and have a great time. See the animals at a safe place if you're allowed within those areas. And if not, ask a farmer. They might be willing to show you, they might not, but it's worth an ask if that is what you are intending to do that day. I think that's such valuable advice and I think it just goes to show that on farm safety goes wider than the farm. It it is with the public as well. So yeah, great tips. I I completely agree and one thing I'd actually add on there is that um I I think it's absolutely amazing to see people enjoying the countryside, walking around, um, you know, as you say, taking dogs out, but, uh, you know, under control and on leads. But one thing which I think is is extremely dangerous and it's potentially a bit different. So if you're used to maybe walking in a park or in maybe a more built up area, a lot of people wear headphones. Whereas actually, if you're in the countryside and you're wearing headphones and it might be a country lane or something, you can't hear tractors or cars coming and maybe the footpath goes through a farmyard 
if a, if a, if a farmer's coming out of a shed and you've strayed off the footpath, if you've got earphones in, you won't hear that tractor coming. So for me, it's about being aware and making yourself as aware of pos- as possible of the surroundings. And yeah, that means means not wearing earphones in. in that would be my opinion as well. So, Maria, we want our listeners to keep safety in mind, not just this week, but all year round. Um, are there any tips? Have you got one thing that you'd say to remind farmers to put safety first when they're working? And I've asked this question because we do something um, on the farm here, which is around the handle of, of the tractor or the combine or whatever. We put that, we tie a bit of that, you know, red and white kind of tape to remind you that when you get off, have you done everything that you should have done before you're getting off that that vehicle? So, you know, safe stop procedure, PTO off, et cetera. So is there is this a little something that you'd want our listeners to take away? I love what you're doing there. I think that's an absolutely great idea. Um, I personally go out with the mindset, in with the mindset wherever I'm going, with never take anything for granted. And that, for me, does enough to make me think more about what I'm doing and take it into real deep consideration um just never never take anything for granted well I think to be honest that really does cover every it's the mindset thing isn't it it's setting out on a morning and you know there's things out of our control let's control every single thing that we can safety wise to make sure that we do come back home that evening yeah definitely Thank you so much for joining us, Maria. We know how busy you are, but it's such an important topic. And yeah, thank hey, you. Thank you so much us. for having me. It's been an absolute pleasure. And what a great subject to join you on. It feels like a good time to tell you about our sponsor. Definitely. Okay, so Airplan Rural support all of our episodes, but they don't just stop there. With their fantastic Instagram following, They are further supporting agriculture through takeovers, community blogs, and giving a voice to farmers across the UK. Talk about backing British. If you want to check them out, search Airplan Rural to find out more. Well, as we mentioned there at the end of our chat with Maria, farm safety doesn't stop this week. We need to keep it in mind every single day of the year. And if farm safety starts with me, it starts with you, it starts with everybody, and we all have our role to play. The valuable tips you can take away from our interview, whether that be you as a farmer or you as the general public, every single person can have an impact. If you'd like to support the campaign and get involved, you can use the hashtag Farm Safety Week, or you can head to the Farm Safety Foundation website to find out more. And remember, farm safety isn't just an issue today and this week. It's 365 days a year. If you've had any experiences with farm safety or you'd like to share any valuable tips that you've learned along the way, we'd love to hear them. We'd love to share them with our listeners. Please do send us a message at our social media at Becca and Lizzie or you can email us at sayhello at beccaandlizzie.co.uk. Thank you again for listening and see you again next week.